Hello and welcome back to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, founder of Style Story, where you can shop, learn and explore the world of Korean skincare online at stylestory.com. And today I am your guide to the world of microbiome skincare. So if you've ever set foot in a health food store, you've probably come across probiotics. It feels like everyone is talking about them at the moment. Obviously, it's not a new thing. You know, uh, yogurt has probiotics in it. Your cult has been around forever. Uh, Kombucha is another one that I know a lot of people have been talking about lately. Uh, So these are all the kind of things that we are used to seeing probiotics in. But more and more, what I'm noticing is that microbiome cosmetics, probiotic cosmetics, it seems to be one of the most popular trends at the moment, not only in K-beauty, it's definitely spilled over to global beauty as well. But I feel like K-beauty in particular has had an obsession with all things probiotic for a while. Uh, So what I wanted to do is just sort of explore this world. And we've spoken about things like this on the show a couple of times, but I don't think I've ever actually done a big deep dive into it and looking at you know what it is that we're actually talking about in this world of microbiome cosmetics so the first thing that you might be interested to know about this is that this is big business and it's continuing to grow so report ocean did a report into the global microbiome cosmetic market size and it was 38.1 million in 2021 but it's projected to grow to 62.1 million by 2030. So that is an annual growth rate of about 7.6% from 2022 to 2030. So I think we're going to be seeing more of this and the categories and the types of, uh, you know, probiotics, postbiotics, all of these things just keep proliferating as do the brands that are doing this. So that's why I wanted to have a chat about it. Uh, and also, to look at, you know, what is it that we're actually talking about? Because if you hear the word microbiome, you probably are most likely to think of gut health, Uh, particularly for probiotics. A lot of people eat yogurt and things like that because it's good for your gut. So how does that exactly translate into the skin? And that's a really good question because our skin is obviously constantly interacting with the environment. uh, And a big part of that is our skin's barrier. We've spoken many times about all the the problems that can happen if our barrier is damaged. Uh, It's one of the main reasons why I always harp on about trying to avoid uh, over exfoliation and to patch test your products and check for poor reactions. Uh, And that is just because, you know, the barrier of our skin and our skin's barrier health is really critical for protecting us against infections. Uh, That is basically our first response against things like UV radiation. And it's also important for our skin's immunity. So basically the microbiome of our skin acts as its defense system. It's supposed to help reduce our exposure to stress, things that stress our skin out. Uh, It's supposed to get rid of bad bacteria 
bacteria or at least keep it, you know, to a minimum and keep the healthy bacteria flourishing. And it's also supposed to stop things like inflammation. So, you know, flushing, all of those kind of things, flare-ups. If you are prone to skin conditions like acne, rosacea, dermatitis, any of those kind of things, you will know that, you know, barrier health and all of those things go hand in hand. So that is what we call the skin's microbiome. But I think a really important part of this, uh, if you want to understand it in a bit more detail, is the three types of biotics. So there are three types, prebiotics, probiotics, and postbiotics. Now, probiotics are probably the ones that you're most familiar with. They are the living bacteria, the strains of living bacteria that are supposed to balance out the natural flora. But then we have these two other categories that probably aren't as well known and not as well spoken about. And they are the prebiotics that come before. So basically they are the foods, the natural flora on our skin that our skin consumes, and then your postbiotics. And the best way to think of those are as the output from the probiotics themselves. So once the bacteria are no longer living, the outputs of that become the postbiotics. So they're the three key things that you need to understand. Uh, So starting off with the prebiotics, basically they are the food sources for probiotics, things like fiber, sugars, and things like that. And they can actually play a really important role in building a stronger and resilient skin barrier. Uh, And in foods, when it comes to them, you'll find them in a whole lot of different things, garlic, wheat, banana. Uh, But when it comes to skincare, the kinds of things that you would be looking for are things with saccharides in the name, or like xylitol, like the actual sugars. So oligosaccharides, the fructo-oligosaccharides, polysaccharides. Saccharides in an ingredient list is the indication of a sugar. So you can have a look for those in the inky list. If you turn it over and take a look at uh, the back of your product, there should be a skincare ingredient label on there to tell you what's in it. So there's some of the ones to look out for. I will pop these in the show notes because obviously those names are just ridiculous long uh, fructo oligosaccharides not something that really just rolls off the tongue if you're curious about the spelling I will pop them in the show notes for you so then it comes to the probiotics and these are ones that I think we hear the most about uh, obviously in Korea at the moment I mentioned uh, recently that probiotics are one of the highest selling supplements uh, in terms of what is most profitable for the companies what they're making the most money off uh, and that is joined by red ginseng very very popular lots of companies are making lots of different strands or varieties targeting everything from gut health to skin health. Uh, I think most people think of them in terms of uh, the gut bacteria, things that you know help to reduce stomach cramps, bloating, and all of those sort of things. But the reasons that they're trending in Korea is because you know a lot of people here at the moment are very interested in a healthier lifestyle. People have been cooped up for a while with the pandemic. Uh, And I think that's gotten a lot of people, you know, wondering what they can do for their health to boost their health. Uh, Increasingly, I think consumers here are also more aware about the scientific sort of, uh, you know, 
elements of a lot of this stuff. They're looking for the information. A lot of consumers see them as more effective than vitamins. Uh, And of course, companies are marketing them very strongly because they have a higher profit margin than supplements. So I think we probably cannot divorce the impact of social media, or as we call it here in Korea, SNS, social networking services, and the fact that people are using these more and more. I think they go hand in hand. More people are talking about them, more people are promoting them, more people are influencing other people to buy them, and they are more popular. But essentially, each probiotic strain is a different live bacterium, and it has a different function. So you might have heard words like multi-strain being bandied about, uh, and that would basically be a combination of several different types of probiotic strains with different live bacteria in them. Uh, and I had to look into this because my initial, you know, response was, well, obviously more is better than one, right? And not necessarily, it really depends how they work. There are a lot of factors that can influence, obviously, probiotics and how well they work. The other thing is, I shared this with you guys a while ago, that I started taking one of the really popular probiotics here because everyone else in the office was, and I gave myself really, really terrible stomach cramps and issues because I worked out after the fact that I was taking a a strand that was just filled with way too much live bacteria. It was a really high one. Uh, So this is definitely something to be careful of, not just go out and, you know, buy the first thing you see, the highest strength. I learned that the hard way myself. I didn't realize that there was a difference even. I felt like a bit of a a goose when I went back and looked at them. Uh, One of the girls was like, well, what, how many are you taking? And I was like what what do you mean I'm just taking you know a tablet or two a day and she was like no but how many are in it and then I was like oh dear (laughs) whoops so I actually had months where I just didn't feel good in the tummy before I realized that so learn from me and don't (laughs) definitely don't do that uh they're not just totally harmless like if you are taking too much for you or whatnot, it will actually be something that you will feel. Uh, So I guess obviously there is the the big thing when it comes to skincare is in anything that we are ingesting versus topically applying to our face, does it work the same? Like eating something and applying it to your skin, things like collagen, probiotics, it's not the same thing. Obviously, if you are putting it in a skincare product, you can't really be applying live bacteria to your skin. There are a couple of reasons for that. Safety certification is a big one. Obviously, if the bacteria itself is living, it's harder to predict how they're going to behave and interact and they pose a risk for things like contamination and deterioration. So what that means is often when it comes to our probiotic skincare, the thing that you will actually be applying to your skin is probably better defined as a postbiotic, which is the leftover after the bacteria are no longer alive. So ferments or lysates, things like that. Technically, it's more accurate to call them postbiotics, but most people just call them probiotics. That's just a little FYI. So things like your bifidus ferment, your saccharomyces lysate, the bacteria in those is 
actually no longer alive. So technically they are postbiotics, but if you're reading things online, you will often hear, you know, uh, about the benefits of probiotic skincare, things like that. So I will run with that, but just know that technically they are postbiotics, a lot of these. The benefits for the skin are particularly around uh, strengthening and rebuilding your barrier, which is why probiotic skincare is often really great for all types of skin because you can benefit from having a strong, healthy barrier. Uh, They can also help with concerns like optimizing your skin's natural pH levels, calming irritated and red skin, locking in moisture, aging, environmental factors. So lots of different things. Uh, So let me just run through briefly what we're talking about specifically with our postbiotics, and then I will jump into some of the microbiome supporting products on the K-beauty market that you might be interested in. So obviously, I've already mentioned that postbiotics are like the leftovers, the byproducts of probiotic bacteria, uh, and that means that they are bacteria that have either been fermented or been through the lysation process. Uh, And postbiotics can also be humectants as well. So they're the ones that help to attract, draw, and keep moisture in the skin. They work in a similar way in the sense that they support good bacteria living on our skin surface. But in terms of what they would actually be, uh, examples include things like enzymes, peptides, uh, cell surface proteins, all of those kind of things. They basically contain a form of bacterial fermentation ingredients. So that's what we're talking about. Uh, That's a more of an FYI, I guess, is that most of the products on the market that are being promoted and marketed as probiotic skincare technically fall into the postbiotic category. But for all intents and purposes, let's just run with that. So K-beauty and microferments, this is not a new trend. It started really getting popular in about 2017, but some companies have been studying it for much, much longer than that. Amore Pacific, for example, has been studying microorganisms since 1997. So that was quite a while ago. Uh, And it's not just in the cosmetic space either. One of the biggest trends here at the moment is Greek yogurt. Uh, There are Greek yogurt shops popping up all over the place, all over the city in Seoul. Uh, It's never been easier to find Greek yogurt online these days as well. And the really thick stuff, similar to what they sell in Greece, not sort of the sugary ones like the Danone and all of those kind of things, which I personally love them, but you know, it's not the same as Greek yogurt. So it's never been easier. Korea has a natural affinity with probiotics anyway, with kimchi. Obviously, this is the country that invented that. Uh, Yakult is super popular here. So I think uh, the whole idea of probiotics and, you know, skincare was always a natural fit. Many Koreans understand and believe in the link between inner health and skin health. Uh, I've even he- heard people say that they think that skin, brain uh, and the intestines are connected to each other. Like a lot of people will say that, you know, if you have intestinal problems, stomach aches and things like that, then it is not uncommon for skin troubles to go along with that. Uh, and that is also very 
very popular line of thinking if you were to visit a t- traditional Korean medicine specialist at a honey one. Uh, anything that's going on inside the body is, you know, can have an effect on the outside. So if you have too much fever and heat in the body, that will show up in the skin is what they believe. So things like, you know, dermatitis, breakouts, pimples and things like that is a symptom of what's going on inside the body. So to help regulate that, there's lots of different, you know, ingredients that they work with. Uh, Other studies have shown that people with inflammatory bowel diseases are more likely to develop inflammatory skin diseases. So there is definitely this, uh, you know, way of thinking that is prevalent in Korean uh, traditional medicine and Korean medicine. Dermatologists think all of these kind of things as well. So that is one of the reasons why there's so much focus on biome skin care, on uh, probiotic skin care. So lots and lots and lots of products on the market at the moment that have these. The only thing I will say is this might not be an area that you want to really jump into if you have fungal acne or issues with fungal acne, particularly a lot of the ferments can be contraindicated for that. So just be aware of that. Make sure you patch test before you jump into all of these. Uh, Laneige has actually even updated their iconic water sleeping mask to feature a probiotics complex. So that's how popular this is getting, that people that didn't already have one, they're like, let's just all whack it in there and get some probiotics in there because that's what the people want. Dr. Jart's Vital Hydra Solution Biome line has uh, uh, many probiotics in it. Uh, Their water cream, which we have up on our site at the moment, that actually has, they're calling it Jart Biome, which is their trademarked probiotic complex. Uh, And they've also put in their Hydra Solution Biome formulas, humectants as well, hyaluronic acid. So they have quite light, cool textures, uh, which makes this cream in particular a good one to use all round all year. Uh, Misha, obviously a very, very famous brand that has been working with Fermats for a long time. They've got their Time Revolution uh, first treatment essence, which has had lots of different Fermats in it over the years. The RX version has Sika yeast ferment. Uh, And then their ProBio Ample obviously had the 10 different types of lactobacillus. uh, And they're using a cool, warm double fermentation method to basically get as much as they can from the ferment extraction process. Another product that has been on the market for years is Benton's Fermentation Eye Cream. That's also a really popular one. Uh, It received really high ratings in the blind tests on Get It Beauty. Uh, Neogen came out with a micro-ferment line. There is an essence, a serum, and I believe, what one am I missing? Oh, toner. There's a toner as well. And they have bifida ferment lysate, saccharomyces ferment lysate, rice ferment, uh, aspergillus, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, ferment as well. So lots of different ferments in that line. Uh, Innisfree's green tea sleeping mask has lactobacillus ferment lysate as well, so a postbiotic there. Uh, And then, of course, uh, some of the newer brands on the market like One Thing. Now, One Thing, uh, as the name suggests, are really focusing on single ingredient formulas. Not all of them are 
have the single ingredients, but that's kind of what they're trying to do. So they've got their Galactomyces Ferment Filtrate Toner, uh, which is 150 mils and packed full of uh, Galactomyces, obviously. Uh, it's also vegan, uh, cruelty-free, and free from fragrance and essential oils in case those are problematic for you. Uh, they also have their Bifida Ferment Lysate Toner, again, just focusing on this one ingredient. Uh, if you are a fan of Bifida uh, and Lactobacillus and Lactococcus, Tacobo, which is another new brand, they have recently released a Bifida Biome Essence. Uh, so all of these products we have on our site uh, as well. So we've got a really big collection of microbiome skincare just that we've accumulated over the years and also because there's so many new products entering the market. Another one that has been around forever, many, many years, is Secret Keys Starting Treatment line focusing on Galactomyces Ferment Filtrate. So they've got an essence, they've got a moisturizer. Uh, so there are really so many different products on the market. I think that we can just uh, assume that this trend is going to continue and people will just sneak ferments in there uh, or upgrade their existing formulas to get them in, in there because that's what consumers are looking for. Now, in terms of my final verdict on microbiome skincare, I think in terms of, you know, as far as whether they're going to work or not when they don't contain the live bacteria, when companies say probiotic, often they're, what they're meaning is postbiotic, and that field in and of itself probably needs a lot more research. However, I don't think that applying these products is going to be harmful for your skin in any way unless you are, for example, allergic, have an allergic reaction to ferments or you have fungal acne or something like that. But even just applying a regular moisturizer, one without any additional probiotics, postbiotics, prebiotics, will help protect bacteria living on your skin. So the, the whole idea of a skin microbiome, that is a real thing. Uh, and data suggests that we should be doing what we can to help uh, maintain the skin's healthy biome. Uh, microbiome health and skin barrier health are really, really intertwined. Uh, so if you are interested in this, then you, know, you can look for products as well that just support healthy barrier uh, as well. So pH balance cleanses is one of the things I will always say, always recommend for people that are suffering from acne, uh, from skin damage, anything like that. Before you worry about going out and buying a million serums and creams, look at your cleansers because that is a really overlooked area, particularly for people with a lot of skin damage, people that have uh, harmed their skin through overexfoliation. Uh, and that's one thing people often don't realize the damage that uh, a poor cleansing routine can be doing using cleansers that aren't right for your skin type, uh, that you know are too high in pH. If you do have a damaged barrier, that's one really quick and easy thing to just go and look into before you jump in to, you know, microbiome, post, post, pre, pro, all of this sort of thing is just, you know, get your cleansing routine sorted out. 
So I hope that you learned something new. I hope some of this was interesting uh, to you <laughs> that you picked up a few little tips and tricks you might be able to incorporate into your skincare routine. Uh, if so, I would love it if you would share the show with someone if you think that they might be interested to hear about this too. Maybe you know someone that is a massive fan of kombucha, a massive fan of, I don't know, your cold or yogurt or something like that. Send them the episode. Uh, I would absolutely appreciate that and thank you very much guys i'll leave it here for today and i will be back in your ears next tuesday until then i will see you on star story 